ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Two Brothers channel. I'm one brother. And I'm the second brother. Welcome to the channel, everybody. And she is... I am Rika. Hi, everybody. Hey. Welcome back. Hey. Hey. You're the daughter. <laughs> the daughter. Rika. The niece. Rika. <laughs> the one and only. Rika. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Everybody, look, today we're going to be talking about a topic called competition versus cooperation. Mm. Now, um, we seem to be dealing with hard topics lately, but mm. it needs to be done. It needs to be said. Mm. Okay. Um, where does competition come from? A lot of people. Mm. While we're young, we go to school and the setup is to compete. The setup is to compete who's the best in the class, who's to, you know, something. And unfortunately, that culture, by the time we were born, it has even seeped into the family where parents will start pitching brother against brother, brother against sister. Look at your brother. Look at what they're doing. Look at, you get what I'm saying? And it's on this journey that I found out that actually you are not my competition. Wow. Wow. You, the Nigerian, you're not my competition. Wow. You, Mr. Leia, you're not my competition. Wow. You, my family, you're not my competition. Wow. You, my neighbor, you're not my competition. Wow. You, my friend, you're not my competition. You, my acquaintance, you're not my competition. Guess what you are? You are my cooperation. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Mr. Phil, what you just said there is like, um, how can I put it? It's such a power packed, <laughs> power packed submission because you, my neighbor, you, my brother, you, my family, you, 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 my nation. You, my white brother, you, my Indian brother, you, my Chinese brother, none of you are my competition. None of you are my competition or Mr. Pills. So, Mr. Pills, then, then who is your competition? Thank you. Guess what? None of nobody is my competition. I am competing against my own potential. Oh, there it is. There, oh, can, ooh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So throw that thing into the trash. Keeping up with the Joneses, throw it into the trash. The only competition you have is your own potential. That's mm. it. Because on planet Earth, we're all human beings. We, there's only one race. And it is the human race. Don't worry, it's life. Don't worry. You know. And anyway, it is the human race. So you are not in competition with anybody. You're only in competition with your potential. It is about you being the best version that you can be. That is the only thing that you need to compete against. How Compete against how you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. Not against the next man. Not against the next nation. Not against. Do you know what? Okay, let me even let me even blow your minds. Do you know 
we say racism, we say this, we say it's all born out of competition. But do you know that April this year, NASA and the United States government finally <laughs> admitted that they are speaking to aliens. Whoa, wow. That they're speaking to dimensional beings. That's a, beings from is, another dimension. I don't think they're ready for this kind of um, <laughs> revelation, Mr. Phil. You know, because well, 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 it is. Just yeah, his reality is out there already. He did not say it. They might not be ready. So what I would say is lock it in one file in your mind. But just know that we're not the only ones in the universe. And, uh, so and, how, can, and how can we be? And how can we be? You know? Mr. Clay, over to you. And how can we be? Because the bottom line is, in everything that we see, even in our universe, variety is clear. You know, mm-hmm. whether it be it in skin color, whether it be in um, countries, whether it be in the attitude, whether it be in color. Talk about look at the anim- at the diversity of the animal race we have around us. Look at diversity of the you know the bird species. You know the fish, the water, and the fish. The diverse the universe is so diverse. Mm-hmm. And so beautiful. And so beautiful because of this. And so beautiful because of its diversity. You know. So it's not, it, it, this is not boring, boring play. Rike. Thank you. Yet many people are in competition with each other, forgetting the fact that they were made to stand out. We're talking mm. about the variety of the universe. Wow. The universe, you know, like not, wow. not just the earth. This is the universe we're talking about. So if mm. there's so much variety, so much space for there to be individuality and uniqueness, why would you want to compete against your brother, your sister, your mm. neighbor? Why? When there is space Ooh. for you. That's Ooh. my question. When, when there's space for you to express yourself. To the fullest. The fullest. <laughs> To everything you have, because that Mr. Claire can finish my sentence, you saw it there. Yeah, because the universe needs you to do that. The universe needs you to express yourself to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Because the universe knows that the combination of the ingredients in the dish is what makes the dish fabulous. Yes. So if, yes. if the salt is not salty, or the pepper is not pepperish, then what's the point of it being in the soup? <laughs> Look, this thing happened in our life, and Mr. Clay, I don't compete with Mr. Clay, not because, and actually, that's not correct. We do compete, but there is only competition on what we call healthy competition. Hmm. Hmm. Healthy competition where it is to encourage us to grow together. That's mm. the only, so the only competition that we involve ourselves in is healthy competition. How can we help each other get better? That is yeah. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there was a time that um, Mr. Kinley wanted to get a house. And I can remember, I asked him, he said, house. I said, no problem. Just go and choose whatever house you want and we'll sort it out. And then Mr. Clare looked at me and I said, you sure? I'm like, yeah. Cut long story short, Mr. Clare got a house that was better than mine. Way better than mine. And everybody's looking at me like, how can you help him? 
get the house better than yours. Are you okay? <laughs> of course I am. It's because I'm not in competition with him. He, that's what he wanted. Well, I should be in this way because he wanted something different, something better. No, if he can afford it, let it go. Let, let's, Mr. Claire, over to you. How, how was that? Because people this, started asking me then. This is the power of information mm. and working together, letting, building your network. Mm. Because your network is your network. Yeah. So when, we were, when, when, when that time came and I needed a house, everybody was saying you can't afford a house. Everybody. Uh, this economy is not the right time. You just can't do it. So being my brother, I went to Mr. Phil. And he said, listen, you're looking at it the wrong way, as he always does, you know. He's like, okay, what do you mean I'm looking at it the wrong way? He said, well, you're thinking about whether you can afford the house or not. That's the wrong, wrong way you, you should be looking at your house. You're going to be living there. Do you realize that? <laughs> so make sure you find a house that you love, that ticks all the boxes. Ah, what about affordability? No, no, don't worry about that. So that will come later. Just go out there, look for the house that you love. Hey! So, me being me, I went out, found a house, nice house, beautiful house, beautiful, close neighborhood, you know, big, massive garden, you know, the driveway. The house was looking like the best house anybody around us has ever seen. Not talk about living. So I was happy. I said, okay, now let's make it happen. I said, okay, no, no problem. Okay, you found the house. Are you sure you're happy with it? Yeah, yeah. He didn't even see the house. It's not like he saw when I saw the house. He said, you're happy with it? Yeah, I'm happy with it. I even had a best friend. This is the amazing thing. I had a best friend that was selling houses. He was, that was his day job. So you would think my best friend would be the one to help me acquire this house. At the time. My best friend didn't have a clue. He was selling houses for, that was his day job, selling houses, multiple houses every day. It could not help me. It took Mr. Field that was not even in the industry to help me because of the power of information. And the minute I got the house, my so-called girl book, <laughs> my so-called best friend, all of a sudden, now he's now looking to get a house on the similar level as me. Someone that was telling me the week before that I couldn't afford the house. When I got the house and he walked in there, he didn't even tell me that, you know what, me too, I'm looking for a house. Next thing you know, he's like, I'm buying this house, this house, and this and that. And I was looking at him like, are you not the same guy that was telling me? This is, this is where I'm saying there's some people that are around you that are competing with you. They're in competition with you. But they stick around you. Because they don't want you to get far too far ahead. Back to you, Mr. Phil. Well, another thing, another story that I want to share with them is, um, and I'm not, look, this is what we'll do another um, video on intelligent self-interest. Hmm. So, Keep that in mind. We'll do another video on intelligence sentences. But there was a time I was earning maybe about eight pounds an hour, something like that. And I used to see everybody do it. They don't want to know. 
don't want no anyone to know what they're earning. So I went to Mr. I went to Mr. Lee. I said, I'm earning eight pounds an hour, Jared. What's <laughs> gonna happen? And Mr. Chris said, You're earning eight pounds an hour. Mr. Chris said, ah, I think I'm earning seven. No. I said, Ah, eight pounds no. So you need to do better. So Mr. Clare came to me and said, Ah, Mr. Phil, now I'm earning nine pounds an hour. I'm like, really? Okay, you're in an hour. Okay, I've got to better. And then we worked together. Which agency did you do? How did you do it? Blah, 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 blah. Shared information with me because it, that became a culture of helping each other climb. Mm. Mm. Then, 10 pounds an hour, 11 pounds an hour, 12 pounds an hour, 13 pounds an hour. You know what I'm saying? And then we stopped counting. Yep. We found that a lot of people will not share what it is that they're earning for fear that other people will know and they would be left behind. But what they don't know is that they've already capped themselves from helping each other climb. What do you, how was that experience for you, Mr. Kaleya? That is, you know, listen, there's actually something that is a, is a big taboo in the UK to tell, for people to tell you how much you're earning. And everybody's poor. <laughs> Nobody's rich. Everybody's poor. But you're hiding your six pounds an hour. Like, it's the, it's the last thing you will let anybody do out of embarrassment and, you know, whatever else is holding you back. You know? But we look good. We smell good, you know, we black people. Hey, you know, with your five pounds an hour, you look good, smell good, you look like a million bucks. You know, nobody can touch you. But when it comes to paying a simple bill, everybody will be clearing throat. You know, everybody will be clearing throat, everybody will be looking left, right, and left, left, left. And it's one of the, one of the things that um, Mr. Phil, you know, he, and it's, it's, it's the way I was brought up with by our mentor. Is every time, everywhere I am, I always pay for everything. I pay for the meal, I pay for the coffee, I pay for everything. And the other day, um, let me tell you just one quick story. We, we went to um, Strat, we went to a, a local mall, and we stepped into Starbucks. You know. And we ordered, you know, normal, normal things, muffin, coffee. And everybody in Starbucks was looking at us as if we've walked into the wrong place. You know? It was, it was like, because we're dressed in tracksuit, two black men dressed in tracksuit. We didn't look like we should be going into Starbucks. Come on, people. That's how bad this is. They didn't expect us like, what are you doing here? Both customer and staff. So that's, I can understand what happened in America where somebody get arrested for doing something in Starbucks because they don't get a lot. Listen, black people go into Starbucks, start patronizing, you know, just to show that it's amazing, Mr. Phil, it's amazing. They don't expect you to go into Starbucks. Come on, Starbucks. It's not even... Huh? Okay. Uh, coffee, they don't like muffins and cookies. To be honest, 
to be honest, the only reason why I don't go to Starbucks is because I don't really like just coffee and muffin. I don't really like what they are offering. It's not because of cost or anything like that. But from what you're saying now, could it really be Mr. Clay? Yeah. Carry Most on, Mr. Clay, please. Most definitely. And that is just one example, which goes back to the houses, to the cars, to everything that you are expected to be within because you're, you're seen as a certain category of people. So when you're competing with yourselves and not cooperating, that it becomes a problem because they're thinking, how do you know? How can you live in this kind of a nice house? Because I had people come to me and just all of a sudden, because I'm living in a nice house, they now have a different, you know, they're not even looking at you now. They now have a different respect for you. You know, they will be like, you know, let's go and talk in the conservatory, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Rike, to you. Well, <laughs> I find it very funny um, because growing up, I did I well, I did witness my friends in competition with each other, and I always used to wonder why, why, what's the competition? Like, you're all an individual person, each to their own. Why are you trying to knock each other down instead of mm. trying to help each other grow? Mm. You know. So I, I always found that very, very weird. Um, but cooperation means it's a, a mutual benefit. Everybody is going to benefit from this. Whereas competition is a selfish act. You are competing against somebody because you somewhat believe that you are better than them. Instead of, you know, even if you are better than them, helping them to reach a certain stage where they too can hold their own. It's, it's not about competition. Life, have, sorry, Rike. Life. life uh, let me just interject before you carry on. Life yeah. is a team sport. Thank, Thank you. You scratch Thank my back, I scratch yours. Simple as. Life is a theme, um, team sport. Wealth is a team sport. Hmm. Progress is a team sport. Oh hmm. yeah. Equity is a team sport. All the things of success. They are team sports. They're Even not politics. Solo, they're not solo efforts. Even politics is a team sport. Team sports. So you go into wealth, you come, especially in the UK, because we've, we've spent so many years in the UK now, so our examples are going to be in the UK. You want to go into property. You go there, ah, Mr. Blackman, I'm here. I want to buy. You get there, you see 50 Indians competing against you. It actually happened to me. Mr. It happened to me. Yeah, I, made a, I wanted to buy an investment property. I saw the investment property. I made a bid. And no, it wasn't even about money, Mr. Phil. When you oh. get to that level, they just will not sell to you because you're not part of their network. The, it, the, the seller refused to sell to me, even though I bid more than this person. But the agent was telling me because they have a prior relationship with the person. Look at that. They would rather sell to that person than to me. Mm. Even though I bidded more money. Hello, you people that are money hungry. You know, I think money is the end, end of it all. Yeah, like that person would rather sell to somebody in his network. Mm. And because let that person keeps, enjoy the cash flow. The wealth. It keeps the wealth in his network. And rather than send it to you. 
a stranger. Mm -hmm. So you see why it is so important to develop your network. And it's so important to understand that your network is your network because there comes a time where money becomes irrelevant. Money is not the currency anymore. Mm. Yep. Relationships now become the currency. Most Relationship definitely. now becomes the price. Mm -hmm. Relationship now becomes the entry or the gate fee to the opportunity. Not money. They don't need your money. <laughs> Keep Who your money. <laughs> you are you the don't even have any money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't even have anybody because when it comes down to these things, yeah, you will find that the people that are in making the decisions have gone beyond money. Of course. Can they work with you? Do you have the right mindset? Can they trust you? Can they trust you to do the right thing? Can they trust you to play the team game? Can they trust you to have their back like they're having yours? So one day you can come off the streets with zero in your pocket and by the next year you're now a billionaire and everybody wondering, oh, it's an overnight success. You know? But it's because of the network that he joined. Yes. The network is a part of. And, oh, 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 Mr. Claire, not the kind of network that is held together by Babalao because we know that those networks exist as well. <laughs> But they're but putting the, a principle the, in place. They are the working Olumba, a principle. I, I hear you, Mr. Claire. Not the Olumba Olumba network. <laughs> not the not the, uh, the uh, diabolical Calabash. Calabash. Rika is looking puzzled. But that is a different kind of energy. Mm. I'm not going to say evil and I'm also going to say good. Let's mm. just positive and negative. And I'm mm. not going to say negative in a negative way. Everybody has their lane. It's just that you cannot build success on a negative energy. Mm. You cannot build something positive on a negative foundation. Mm. So, mm. yes, you can have an Oluba Oluba network. <laughs> but if you notice, if you actually understand that principle, even when they succeed with that negative energy, they can hardly do something good with it. We've heard stories about people having to build buildings in Nigeria, but they cannot paint it. It's amazing. The money it's amazing. Came. It's amazing because... That story is that they get the money, but someone, maybe two of their children have to die. Well, the price, the price they have to pay it's for. always a price. Thank you. We're the talking about they have the to one pay. where you don't have to sacrifice your children. Honestly, exactly. Why would you want to sacrifice anybody? <laughs> look, Harry, <Eric>, looking puzzled. <laughs> <laughs> it's so <laughs> way out of your reality. <laughs> These are the depth that Africans sometimes go into to make money, to make wealth. Rike, honestly, I will I won't want to say that Rike that you've been sheltered. But well, I, think... <laughs> I have I... been. I'm grateful for it, but <laughs> that is crazy. Is it because of money or what? Yes, uh, influence, power. They will, they will sacrifice their children. Yeah, yeah. They will sacrifice their children, their parents, their friends, whatever is there to them, to a god, so that they can 
Even some of them do it and still don't make the money. Of course. See? And they lose their mind. <laughs> how, how would you not lose your mind? <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, there's no shortcuts. Your network is your net worth. There comes a time where you go to a level where money is no longer the currency. Relationships become the currency. So mm. start developing those around you. Like we say, everybody's vibe is different. If their vibe is not vibing on that direction with you, let them be. It's not bad. It's not good. They're just not for your vibe. Your vibe will attract your tribe. Mm. Yes, sir. So that is why you should keep sending, keep with a pure motive. That is very important. With a pure motive, keep sharing with people and the people that are that are yours to come to you. To you. Even can you imagine? Even Jesus, even Jesus understood this principle that when he was dealing with people, they said some people were leaving. Jesus, people are leaving your group. People are leaving. He said, and what are you still doing there too? Why are you not, why are you not joining them to leave? And he said, where do we go? Ah, he said, okay, so you were meant to be here then. Hmm. Hmm. Ignore those ones. Hmm. They're not meant to be here. Simple. Rika, what do you think? So something just came to mind about this whole corporation um, ideology. So uh, when I was younger... My mum always used to tell me and my brothers this, well, she used to give us this anecdote where she would hold the ballet. <laughs> Do you know the thing that we used to see on the floor? Uh, she'll take one, one of the sticks from the ballet and she'll say, look how easy you can break this. Hmm. Just one stick. And then she will hold the holy ballet and she'll try and break it with all of her power. she say, you see, you can't break it. So that then proves to us that when you are by yourself and you're trying to compete with others, you are easily broken. Whereas mm. if you come together like the ballet, you cannot be broken. Nick hmm. hmm. <laughs> has spoken later, gentlemen. Let us not add any more to that. The ballet the principle. The ballet. Yes. the ballet principle is a, is a play right here. <laughs> On that note, as we usually say, this is Mr. signing off. Say bye, guys. Bye-bye, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>